You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Our world is full of the unexplainable. And if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display, just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. The ghosts of our past often come back to haunt us, to teach us something about where we've been and where we're going. Navigating life is hard enough without being reminded of our past mistakes, but that's how we grow and learn, isn't it? Sometimes, though, those ghosts return in ways that make us question everything, including reality. And on one fateful autumn day, a family in Mesa, Arizona, got a shocking visit from their past that taught them a very valuable lesson. Drive carefully. Around the middle of October of 2005, Lorraine Hamburg received an envelope in the mail. It was from the Mesa Police Department, and inside was a photograph of her husband James driving himself and her straight through a red light. The camera had caught it all, and now Mrs. Hamburg had a ticket to deal with. Lorraine called her adult son, Stephen, in a panic. It had to be a joke, she thought. There was no way his father had ran that red light. Stephen also knew the ticket was bogus. For one, there was no way his father had been driving that car. Stephen's wife had borrowed it to run errands that day. Furthermore, Lorraine couldn't have been in the passenger seat since she had been at home that week recovering from open-heart surgery. Lorraine's son Stephen knew this because he had been helping care for her. Stephen told his mother not to worry and offered to handle the whole ticket situation for her. He marched down to the courthouse and presented all of the facts to Detective Terry Dorn, arguing to have the ticket dismissed. The detective said she'd consider it, but only after she'd conducted a thorough investigation. The prevailing theory at the time was that the photo had been an old one on file that had been accidentally mailed to the Hamburgs. Police forensics enhanced the image and quickly saw that that couldn't be the case. One look at the background revealed one of the buildings behind the car hadn't existed before last year. The building certificate on file confirmed it. The traffic cam was, in fact, recent. If only someone had mentioned something to Stephen. Weeks went by, and the young Hamburg reached out for an update from the police, but he received only radio silence. With his mother growing more worried by the day, he did what anyone looking to get an answer from the government officials would do. He contacted the press. Once the story made it into the local paper, things moved a lot more quickly. They began questioning the police for more information on the case. Could the authorities be covering something up, they thought. Might there be a scandal afoot in Mesa, Arizona? Why, they wondered, weren't they cooperating with Stephen and his family to get the matter resolved? The police asked Stephen for one last piece of evidence to clear his parents' name. Once he handed it over, they had no choice but to dismiss the ticket, 
even though the picture clearly showed his father James and his mother Lorraine in the car. Ultimately, they realized that there was no possible way James Hamburg could have been driving that day. It wasn't because Stephen Hamburg's wife claimed that she had been using the car when the photo was taken, and it wasn't because his mother was on mandatory documented bed rest. It was because Stephen had provided something that swayed them completely. His father's death certificate. James Hamburg, you see, had been dead for five years. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C. Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. Canada is home to numerous idyllic towns and villages, each boasting their own unique landmarks and features that make them hard to not fall in love with. The small mining town of Flinflon was named after a character in a turn-of-the-century science fiction novel and holds an annual trout festival each July. Ontario's Port Hope makes visitors feel as though they've been traveling back in time to the 19th century. And Hudson in Quebec is a haven for artists and crafters, along with the vibrant local theater scene. And then there's Minnewanka Landing. Located in Canada's Banff National Park, Minnewanka Landing is one of the oldest settlements in Alberta. Nestled within the snow-capped peaks of the Canadian Rockies along the shores of Lake Minnewanka, The town can trace its history back thousands of years. Archaeologists have found arrowheads, tools, and other artifacts left behind by the town's aboriginal ancestors. 
Minnewanka Landing and its 13-mile-long lake have become a draw for tourists and outdoor enthusiasts, looking for an escape from their busy, city-dwelling lives. It all started in the late 1800s, when visitors to the lake saw an opportunity to cultivate the beautiful, unkept wilderness around it into something lucrative. The local city folk in Calgary often came to Lake Minnewanka to view the splendor of the Rocky Mountains and to swim in its cool, crystalline waters. Without a place to stay, however, their trips were limited, unless they felt like camping over for the night. After the first hotel went up, it didn't take long for others to capitalize on the town's potential. People moved in and built cottages. They started small businesses and restaurants, peppering the land with commerce, all framed by nature's majestic beauty. Soon, the hardworking people of Calgary had a place to stay and food to enjoy, allowing them to plan trips to the growing resort town. However, Minnewanka Landing still resided within the borders of a Canadian national park. The Park Service wanted to improve the lake shoreline and reduce the surrounding water levels, so they built a dam in 1895. Almost 20 years later, a second dam was installed as a way to store water in case of a drought. It wasn't until the start of World War II when Minnewanka Landing was truly put to the test. As North America entered the fight, Resources such as rubber and tin became as valuable as gold, and so did something else. Power. The meager power being supplied to Minnewanka Landing was enough for a hotel and some shops, but it couldn't sustain the rapidly growing cities nearby. So a power plant was constructed, as well as a third hydroelectric dam. The effects were disastrous for this small resort town. The dam and the plant were loud and disrupted the picturesque tranquility that everyone had come to expect. As a result, shop owners closed their businesses. People moved away, leaving behind a village lost to industry, lost to time. You can still see Minnewanka Landing today. It's right where they left it, about 70 miles west of Calgary. It's a ghost town now and its historical significance has made it even more of a tourist attraction than it was when it was inhabited and thriving. Just make sure you pack your scuba gear when you visit. You see, Minnewanka Landing can't be accessed by car or train, and a boat will only take you so far. To see the town today, you'll need to dive 30 feet below the surface of the lake. It's all still there. The hotel, the cottages, the sidewalks, and the shops and all are mostly intact. Some of the homes still have their windows in place, too. It all happened by design. In order for the dam to function properly during the war, the town at its base had to be flooded. But the water that fills the lake happens to come from glaciers up north, and that icy flow has kept the town preserved all these years later. Sometimes the most interesting sights to see are often right there in front of you. Just be sure not to forget to take a peek below the surface. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or learn more about the show by visiting curiositiespodcast.com. This show was created by me, Aaron Mankey, in partnership with How Stuff Works. I make another award-winning show called Lore, which is a podcast, book series, and television show. And you can learn all about it over at theworldoflore.com. And until next time, stay curious. Stay curious.